about something that that's been on my mind for a while. It's it's very interesting at the same time. It's very scary. And it's it's how demons uh, destroy people. How and their and their methods. They do it in different ways through doctrines, through teachings, demon possession, and depression. If you notice, a lot of people that are depressed, and I'm not talking for things that that are out of the control in their life. It, you know, their wife is in the hospital, the husband's in the hospital, going through some type of disease. They just wake up for no apparent reason. They're having an, an anxiety attack. And I was talking to one person. Uh, oh, man, having an anxiety attack. We looked around. There's no Casper the ghost chasing them or anything like that. And, you know, pay attention to that. There, there, there are some reasons for that. And biblically, we'll get uh, through that. And then if I can finish it off with why are some Christians depressed? All right. I might not be able to finish this message tonight, but uh, we'll get into it. So. What demons seek to do to people is probably what I'll title this. All right. So let, let's go with uh, what the Holy Spirit does for us first or as, as Christians that prevents us from suffering some of these miseries that are so prevalent with us today. But let's pray. Lord, please help me. Forgive my sins, Lord. Help me to say the right things, Lord. Bless your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Greek word for a comforter in John 14, 16, and we'll begin reading there is, uh, you know what? We need to go there. I forgot to write that down there. Go with me to John 14, 16, please. And we'll begin reading 16, like I said. We'll start off here. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Notice that in the Bible it says forever. All these nutcases out there saying that you can lose your salvation, need to pay close attention to this. The Lord is not going to give you something and then take it back. But the, the, the Greek word for comforter in this passage of scripture is paraclete, which means helper. Beloved, with anything that you're going through in life today, the Holy Spirit will help you get through, uh, through it. I asked my dad if I can uh, mention some brief stories about his past. And let me tell you, my dad, my grandfather was a, a very wicked man. I'll consider him still a wicked man until he gets saved. He shot at my dad at point blank range. He used to beat him. He kicked him out of the house at 12 years old. You know, he'll look at a cup that my dad's washing. Look, my dad was little. Is this clean properly? And smash it into his head. He had scars on his, uh, on his body, right? And the Lord helped him get through that. Today, had it not been for the Lord, he could be out there killing someone. He'll be the one to be considered depressed. But the Lord helped him through that. Just like this pastor says, I will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the job of the Holy Ghost to give you comfort. He helps us forever. One of the benefits of having the indwelling of the Holy Ghost is joy. In Galatians 5.22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. So I'm, I'm kind of a, uh, uh, I am a bit concerned how we hear some Christians that happen to be pastors saying that they're suffering through depression. And it's not for the reason of, the, you know, this son ran off with some woman. She, he's shacking up, as they say. Right. It's not for those types of reasons. The church didn't burn down. The car didn't get stolen. They're just depressed for no apparent reason. I'm concerned about that. Is God a liar? Does not the Bible say that the benefits of being saved and having the indwelling of the Holy Ghost is, is joy? The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. The Bible says if you abide in him and in his commandments, in his love, uh, that you may have joy. John 15 sins says, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's uh, 
commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be uh, full. Remember, Pastor Pre- preached a wonderful message out of that. Any born again Christian who is never a drug addict. Now, pay close attention to what I'm about to say. Never a drug addict. That means he was an abuser of drugs to the point it damaged his dopamine receptors. I was doing some research about some depression amongst teens in America, and it pinpoints to the ADHD drugs. If you uh, listen to this guy named uh, Thomas Zass, he's a psychiatrist from Austria, and he said that they'll try to diagnose. My son is extremely hyper. They'll try to diagnose him with ADHD. He'll tell you it's a straight out lie. Uh, he, he made everyone in the audience laugh when he was giving a presentation about this, that they actually diagnosed runaway slaves with some dumb disorder saying that they want to be free. And everyone laughed. And Thomas Zass says, you laugh at that. But that's an actual diagnosis, just like how they lie to your mother, uh, the mothers in this room that your son has ADHD. So the, the children are overdrugged. They take these ADHD drugs that's banned by the NFL, by the way, because it works as speed. You know, if I want to take that and turn over that, that piano, that's what it does. But what it does, it damages your dopamine receptors yeah. in the brain, Amen. right? So when you're eating a delicious sandwich and you start feeling joy, that's the dopamine hormone being received by the dopamine receptors. Some of you met Mr. McQueen in that room there. That's, that's our friend. He was a police officer for 39 years. A lot of recovering drug addicts will not laugh at anything because their dopamine receptors are disturbed. So if, if you know a Christian that wasn't an abuser of drugs and just depressed for no reason, pay attention to that. Okay, there's something wrong there. Um, any Christian who's said to be suffering from a long-term depression, in my opinion, is not in his Bible. Again, we're not talking about those that are going through some problems in their life. Um, heartaches, the house burned down, the place blew up. We're not referring to them. We're talking about a, a so-called Christian that says, I don't have any motivation. I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm suffering from anxiety. There, there's something wrong there. If we're not spiritual, I like what Tom Fenwick, uh, his definition of what is spirit, what, what a definition of spiritual is, which is praying to God and meditating on his word every day and every Amen. second. Amen. That's actually not impossible. Again, we have the indwelling Holy Spirit living inside of us to help us. Psalm 1, 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. This is possible. Amen. That man right there, my father, calls me almost every morning. Darian, look what I got out of the Bible this week. Amen. Every day I'm texting Tom or David W. Daniels about the Bible. Talk to my wife about the Bible. Most fascinating book in the world is the Word of Amen. God. Amen. Um, you don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. It says in Thessalonians 5.19, quench not the spirit, okay? You do that by not reading your Bible, not praying to the Lord. This is what causes us to be miserable to quench the Holy Spirit. Never stop the flow of God's blessing by being spiritually inconsistent, okay? Now, let's talk about demonic activity, okay? That this is, this is something I, I think we all need to pay attention to because I feel like it's, it's readily ignored, um, the Bible says, walk circumspectly. What's coming into your house? What are you watching on TV? What are you listening to? Why are you arguing with your wife for no reason? There might be something that you brought into the house that's an accursed thing. Um, in 1 John 5, 21, it says, little children. If you're saved, you're the children of God. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Take that very seriously. A, long, a while back, I don't know how it got in the house, but there was some tea 
with the uh, image of Buddha on it. I got up and threw that in the trash can. Why? I fear the Lord. That is a, a pagan entity. His real name was Siddhartha Gautama. I think he was a Sodomite. How do you leave India, go to China, and start something? You tell the men not to get married. There's something wrong with that. All right? He's dead now. Ephesians 4.27. Neither, have, have, uh, neither give place to the devil. Amen. All right? Be careful what you watch on television, the music you're listening to. We also take that very light, uh, um, very lightly. I was reading a book, uh, ex-witch named John Todd. Uh, they killed him off, but he got saved. But he he, he was ex-witch, a mason. But he did a, he he knows very well that the Beach Boys laced their music with witchcraft. A lot of them do it today. Jay Z is one of them. Yeah. In his own music, he admits that he is uh, a satanist. Those things. Uh, going through those speakers, not these speakers, but in people's speakers, it causes depression. Okay, I saw a lady today. She was on Instagram. I showed it to Brother Tom. Tattooed from head to toe. Tattoos is a portal to hell itself. You need to read this article. I wish I preached that. Tattoos, the cup of devils. It's a gateway to the pits of hell. She's saying that she's depressed. Uh, you know, th these things are, are laced with Satan himself. But John Todd, you got to get his book. He mentioned that a lot of these guys uh these musicians back then were witches. All right. You must never, ha never, ever have anything that pertains to an idol in your home. Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. Video games with witches in it. I, I, I was shocked. I saw one kid playing a witchcraft game, man. And his dad is a preacher. Harry Potter. Ghost hunters. All right. And I know this song sounds cool. Dun, 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 ghost hunters. Right. We can't be watching that. Leviticus 1931. Regard not them that have familiar spirits. It's talking about demons or devils. Neither seek after wizards it's not a cool thing when there's wizards on your television set you need to change the channel to be defiled by them notice that it says defiled god doesn't like anything defiled in his presence and he says i am the lord your god i'm going to mention what lord means in a second ouija board be careful of that there was a sermon that we heard scared the devil. i think i sent it to you uh, mr tim um mike pelletier this chick was playing ouija board and then a demon came out of it Asking her, can you invite me in? She accepted. Demons are spirits, unclean spirits. Anything that God does, the demons will try to copy it. You have the sacrificial lamb, and then you have a goat head uh, for the masons. There are copycats. Uh, the Holy Ghost indwells you. The dirty spirits wants to indwell you. So that spirit did indwell that girl and cause a lot of problems because of Ouija board. Don't take it lightly. If you see it, burn it. Throw it in the trash. Talking to the dead. I've known a, a lady from my youth up. I'm still young, but I'm talking my childhood up. She was talking to her dead brother. She sits like this every time when I see her. She can't get out of it. I don't know what the problem is, but it all started when she was talking to the dead. My parents know her. Okay? She was talking to the dead. Deuteronomy 18.9. Take this very seriously. And through 12. When thou art come into the land which the Lord God giveth thee, Thou shalt not learn to do the abominations of those nations. Abominations is something that God cannot look at. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. Today in America, they're letting their babies pass through the fire. It's called abortion. If you read a Breitbart, Breitbart News, the leading cause of death worldwide last year was abortion. It's not an abortion. It's murder. There shall not be found among you any that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire or uses divination that's future telling the fortune cookies avoid them throw that in the trash you can eat them but throw the paper in the trash or an observer of time same concept or an enchanter that's someone that casts spells 
Again, don't take that lightly. I know a man right now, he's a born-again Christian out there preaching the word of God. But before he put that stuff away, he cast a spell. These things are not games on the Disney Channel where they're casting spells and people, oh, that's cute. It's real. Okay, it's of the devil. Do we believe that the devil is real? Yes, Amen. I know you guys do. You know, praise the Lord. Uh, casting spells. That's what an, uh, um, a necromancer is. I'm sorry, an enchanter or a witch or a charmer. There was a TV show called Charm. Don't watch it. Or a consulter with familiar spirits. That's talking to ghosts, demons, or a wizard. Very serious. Necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination to the Lord. Why is that? Because the crowd that got kicked out of heaven, I saw Satan cast out like lightning. He has a legion falling after them. It's an abomination. And that clan wants to destroy you through witchcraft. Uh, it's an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord that God dried them out before the Americas this way. All kinds of witchcraft going on. Mrs. Creed, uh, did she show it to you guys? Mrs. Creed uh, said that in New York, they resurrected a statue of, uh, what was it, Dad? Um, it's Diana, I believe. Diana. Diana. She comes by many names. Wonder Woman's Diana. You ever seen that trick on the broomstick? The lady on the broomstick, the witch, just that. Her name is Hectic, started in Mexico. Uh, uh, the Greek goddess, Diana. Uh, where did that start from? Ancient Babylon. What was her real name? Samarius. It's amazing to me how that stuff got started back then and it's with us today. Cupid, same thing. That's Nimrod with this. Uh, um, before Nineveh fell, that stuff was right on the gate because they were worshiping Nimrod. That's where Cupid came from. Where did all this fertility stuff came from? Well, she married her son. Samarius married Tammuz, the guy that started Nineveh because that idiot Nimrod got chopped up. By, um, what was the guy's name? He got chopped up. So she married her own son and said, this is Nimrod reincarnated. That's a long story. But um, mentioning the names of idols. Don't, my dad always taught, my dad and my youth pastor always mention this. Don't mention something that you don't even know. Research it first. Okay. Don't say, some people like say, oh, he got karma. Why are you saying that? Okay. That's, that's, that's Hinduism. Right. I just read an article today. Right, Miss Mona? Hindus are killing our brothers and sisters in India. I, sh I should have mentioned that in the prayer request. They're killing them off. Exodus 20-13, in all things that I have said unto you, be circumspect. Well, we're just talking about that. Look around, watch out, and make no mention of the name of other gods. Neither let it be heard out of thy mouth. Uh, these types of things that I just mentioned will cause demonic depression. It's a fact. I want to, I already mentioned the title. So that's what we're talking about, how demons affect people. So that was the introductions. Now we're going to talk about how demons mess with people. Devils are also referred to as evil spirits. That title is mentioned about 19 times in the Bible. These devils seek to cause misery through um, influence and demonic possession. This is a very interesting topic. Um, the doctrine of devils. Let's look at that. First Timothy uh, chapter four. Let's turn there. Oh, I'm already here. Praise the Lord. And we'll, and we'll start reading in verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times, we're here, some shall depart from the faith. Again, we're here. Given he to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Pay close attention to that phrase, the doctrine of devils. That blew my mind. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidden to marry. The Catholics uh, don't want the uh, forbid marriage. Amongst the priests, I wonder why they have so many homosexuals there. And commanding to abstain from meats which God created to be received with thanksgiving. Praise the Lord for that. Um, there's people out there that don't believe in eating meats. 
which um, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Uh, so the doctrine of uh, the, of devils. What are some things today that will be considered the doctrine of devils? Um, one of them uh, can be uh, Islam. Islam and the Quran. How did the Quran came out into being? Well, first of all, Muhammad couldn't even read and write. That, that's, what, that's what I find fascinating. When the Catholic Church wanted the Middle East for themselves to have the Catholic Church headquarters out of the Middle East, what they were trying to do was recruit the Arabs there. They're having a hard time to do it. So Augustine B. said, we need to find out how to infiltrate these people and get them on our side. So they had this guy named Muhammad. They had him marry an ex-nun. Uh, what was her name? Fatima dead? Fatima, right? She was working with the Vatican to keep tabs on this guy and they joined affiliation and they gave him money. So what he did, he was part of the chorus tribe. He used to just raid and raid and raid and, and accumulate money. And when he went to the Kaaba, where everyone at one time worshipped, took everyone's gods out and put his god, the crescent moon god, in the Kaaba. It's an old it's an old idol that that, uh, that was worshipped long before, I think, the, the Sabines, right? Uh, long, long before Islam came about, he had everyone um, worship that. But how did the Quran come about? He couldn't read and write. So Fatima's brother recorded all the foolishness that, that, that came out of his mouth. Where did he get it from? He was in a cave getting beat up by a demon that he called Michael. He was uh, convulging from the mouth. He, he, he had Caesars. And every nonsense that, he, that the demon told him, the brother-in-law recorded it in the Quran. Ladies and gentlemen, we know that this book is inspired by the Almighty God, but that Quran is inspired by the devil. That's, that's, that just blows my mind when I, when I put two and two together. The homosexual movement. Miss Bethany, go ahead and put up the old guy as we were discussing. All right? Let me show you a nutcase right here when it he, when he comes up. Let's put them in. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, anyway, it'll, it'll be up there. There, there. Yeah, there he is. Look at that fool right there. Like that, his name is John Money, right? You can nickname him the, the father of transgender in America. You remember him? You've heard of him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, right? So, yeah, see, yeah, exactly. He's an idiot from New Zealand, all right? This guy right here told um, some parents to go ahead and lie to their, their kid that he's a girl. Go ahead and please show the young guy. This, this guy broke my heart. Look at that handsome young man. His name is, yeah, see that? She knows. <laughs> Ms. Uh, David Reimer. He was the young man who was, um, his circumcision damaged his reproductive organs. So John Money said, t told the parents, go ahead and tell him that he's a, a girl. On his own, he found out that, hey, look, I'm talking like a nine years old. He said, you know what? I'm a boy. And he asked the parents, right, right, right. He asked the parents, why did you lie to me? Because they felt, hey, don't follow the counsel of the ungodly, ladies and gentlemen. And so at 30 years old, he married, a, he married a, a woman and he began going around and saying, don't abuse your kids in this way. Don't try to turn your sons into girls. It's happening right now. I have a friend on Facebook that's going through that. Okay. It depressed him so much of what they were trying to do to him. He parked his car in a parking lot and she'll tell you, he took a shotgun to his face and pulled the, tri the trigger. Where did that all come from? The doctrine of devils. This is only the beginning. This was in the 90s. This is going to keep happening. All these suicides happening in America. Another example of depression caused by the, uh, the doctrine of devils. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Bethany.
Right, already mentioned the Quran, communism, evolution, ev- evolution. They they want to credit there's racism in schools. I don't know why they won't remove evolution. Uh, Charles Darwin is a racist. Uh, the guy that pushed segregation into America or and helped it, it was John Dewey. But the, I mean, you go back further, it was Francis Galton, the cousin of Charles Darwin. All those books that my dad had me read, read it made me mad because that that's why I love Pastor Creed. A lot of that stuff was preached in the churches. That you shouldn't get married to the opposite race and all this kind of nonsense. It's straight out of their book. Francis Galton and, and Charles Darwin. Doctrine of devils. Catholicism. Buddhism. All doctrines of devils. These types of doctrine causes depression. Let's keep going. I'm running out of time. They seek to depress and trouble. A good example of, de- of devils troubling the mood of a person is Saul. Saul rejected the Lord, so the Lord rejected him. First. Samuel 15, 26, and Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long would thou mourn for Saul, saying, I have rejected him? Moving on. So the Lord rejected Saul because Saul rejected the Lord. That's why it's very important to do the will of the Lord. What's the first will of the Lord? Get saved. Amen, Miss Mona. Matthew 12, 50. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same as my brother and sister and mother. When you get saved, you become the family of God. So in, in rejecting the Lord, in rejecting his commands, and acting like it's nothing, the Spirit of God left Saul. And Saul was, and, 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 the, and, the, and the Spirit of God was replaced by an evil spirit. In 1 Samuel 16, 14, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Notice with me what the word trouble me, troubled actually means. The definition of troubled is disturbed, agitated, afflicted, annoyed, molested. Okay, so in this verse it says, And an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. There's people, I'm quite sure people have met them. They're standing there. Oh, I can't breathe. I'm having an anxiety attack. And they're not saved. Could it be that the influences of this world is due to demonic activity? It's everywhere. You know, especially when you go to the colleges, when they subtly push humanism. You have your inner power. You can do this. That kind of stuff is, it it, it will lead to depression. Rely on your own self. Okay. So that's what happened to uh, Saul. I believe uh, I believe that the anxiety that everyone's talking about is related to, to demonic activity. Okay? They seek to utterly destroy. This is what demons like to do. Go with me to 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 19. And this is just fascinating. Kings, that's something you want to go on a couch and just read that all day long. Because that's better than a movie. It really is. It is. It is. It's fascinating. Amen. Uh, 22 and 19. Let's read this. And, 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 he, and he said, okay, this is when dumb Ahab, right? And I say he's dumb because, because God himself, he really reached out to Ahab. Even Ahab, if you study it, Ahab never reached out for the Lord. He never did. God reached out to him. He rescued him from battles and stuff like that. All right. And he still rebelled against the Lord. So now it's time for God to kill him. Okay, and he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. This is uh, Micaiah speaking, I believe. I saw the Lord. This is um, yeah, Micaiah describing supernaturally what he saw going on in heaven. Okay, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all his hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Remeth Galley? Dad, I love this story. And one said, here's, here's a guy volunteering, a spirit volunteering. 
And one said on this matter, and another said on the, on, on the other matter. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Wow. And the Lord said unto him, wherewith? Like, like the Lord doesn't know. I'm glad he asked because this won't be in the Bible. And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit. All these so-called preachers out there lying and saying dumb stuff. Uh, that God is not the only way to heaven. Man, could it be that a lying spirit is in their mouth? And, okay. And the Lord said unto him, Worth, he said, I will go forth and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. I believe that's, a, that's an evil spirit. Angels don't lie. Okay, that's what they volunteer to do. This is another interesting thing that, 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 that God showed me the other day. Oh, but, but by the way, you say, why does God do that? Everything uh, uh, in the earth, above earth and below the earth is for God's purpose. Proverbs 16, 4 says, the Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. In this case, Ahab messed up and now he's going to get punished by the Lord and he used the demon to do it. Okay, let's look at Satan and how he his main job is to seek and to destroy. Isaiah 14, um, 12 through 16 we read there, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Lucifer became Satan the day his pride caused him to rebel. Uh, Jesus cast Lucifer from, from heaven where he became Satan, which means adversary. So you remember that. I don't have time to go to Isaiah, but you remember the story. Pride settled in. I can do this. I can ascend my throne above heaven. And God cast him out of there. Now, what is his job today? Okay, Lucifer. Now he's Satan. Adversary. Okay. Uh, in Luke eighteen ten, I'll just read this real quick. And and he said, and he said unto him, I beheld Satan as uh, lightning from heaven. <clears throat> Today, Satan is seeking a person. My dad mentioned this to me over the phone on the way to church. Satan is seeking a person, families to slaughter, colleges, uh, homes, your life to slaughter, where you can go to heaven and mock God of His victory. In Revelation twelve ten, he's still doing this until God. Cast him out of heaven. And I, and, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. So that's what the devil is doing today. Now for the good stuff. Go to Job chapter 1. This is what the devil wants to do, guys. This, this really blew my mind. And, and the thing I want to get in our minds is how his job in subjection to the Lord is not, not, not the Lord's not telling him to do this, but he is going around seeking someone to destroy, as the Bible says. Uh, go with me to Job chapter 1, and let's start in 6. Now, there was a day, let me see if I'm on the right track. Yeah, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. You ever ask yourself a question, why were they presenting themselves to the Lord? Satan was given his job report. All right, look at this. Before the Lord and Satan, Satan came also among them. Okay, now keep this in mind. You, you, everyone in this room knows that Lord is Jehovah, the self-existent one. So focus on that for, for now. Before the Lord and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? He's asking him, all right, where are you coming from? Who did you mess over today? What were you doing? He was in the process of seeking someone to destroy. He couldn't find anyone at this point. And the ones that he wanted, he dared not mess with them because God didn't give him permission to do it. Always remember that the devil cannot mess with the child of God unless he was given permission to do it. 
And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro the earth. That, that phrase is referring to his flight pattern. You can go to Genesis 8, 7, when the raven went to and fro. That's why the devil is referred to as the prince and power of the air. And, and some from going to and fro and from walking up and down in it. The devil was walking up and down the earth and flying around. Let me see. Aha! Let me get that guy right there. I'm going to destroy him. Okay, I can't find that one. All right, let me go to heaven, give a job report. And he couldn't find anybody. Okay, and the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Considered means to thought of, with care, ponder, view. He was watching him as Job was getting close to the Lord, praying to the Lord. He says, Aha, I see him, but I can't touch him. The Lord put an edge about him. I'm not going to mess with him. Amen. Right? And... and there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Okay, now look at this. Why did, why did the Lord say it like this? A perfect and upright man and one that feareth God. Why in the world did the, uh, did the Lord not say feareth me? We know in John 10.30 it says, I and the Father are one. But is this thing messing up? Want me to take it off? Oh, so, okay, let me take, I can take it off, right? Because I don't like it anyway. Okay, yeah, well, how come the Lord didn't say, one that feared, man, this thing's still messing up. what I do, turn it off? Okay, good. Yeah, he didn't say, feareth me or anything like that. He says, one that feareth God. I'll get to that. Then Satan answered the Lord. He's talking to the Lord. All right, Lord, you know I can't mess with him. And he said, doth Job fear God for not? All right. He didn't say, feareth the Lord for not, or feareth you for not, feareth God for not. What, what's happening here is the Godhead meeting together. The devil was in the presence of Jesus Christ and God the Father. Right? This, 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 is, this is what I believe. You know, if I'm wrong, just correct me. But uh, it, said it went from Lord and God. Uh, Philippians 2.11 says, um, uh, let's turn it real fast. I should have wrote it down here. If anyone can get to... Philippians 2.11. Okay, good. And that very tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the self-existent one. So the glory of God the Father. So that's the Godhead meeting. I just thought I would point that out because it's amazing. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Don't Job fear God for not. Hast thou not made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that is in thine hand uh, is in thy power, only upon himself put forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. I believe that's Jesus again. And proceeded to mess with Job. Again, Satan had to get permission to do that. He he can't just do it by himself. That same Lord was the same one that cast uh, cast out Satan out of heaven. He said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Amen. Jesus is God. But I want, what I want us to understand here, that the, the, the reference here, the devil was talking right in front of God to Jesus Christ. That's why the name switched up. Okay, so just understand that that's what the devil is trying to do. All this depression, all this heartache going on in this world is due to demonic activity. And we'll get to this in a minute. Sometimes it's caused by us. We'll, we'll get to that. First Peter 5, 8, but be sober. Be vigilant. That's the key. How, how do we prevent this stuff? Prayer, Bible reading, and be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking 
whom he may devour. That's what he was doing right here in Job chapter 1. Uh, uh, and his minions seek to do the same thing to destroy people. Uh, here's something that my friend David W. Daniels taught me uh, in uh, from this, this thing got messed up. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from, uh, from the Lord troubled him. Okay, God authorizes such things. We just mentioned that. We saw this in Job and Jesus started that when the person is swept and garnished, but the spirit not present. It's referring to someone that's not saved. The unclean spirit is quick to come. That's why we try our best to soul win. And, and, and we don't know what people are going through. They need to get saved and be occupied with the Holy Ghost. Um, yeah, to come in. With the formula possessed with seven others worse than he. In Matthew 12, 43, it says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest. Does that sound familiar with Job chapter 1? Seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house. He's calling his formal, formerly possessed his house. His house from whence I came out, and when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then he goeth and taketh with him set, uh, himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man was worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. I believe that's talking about they saw an opportunity to get saved. Jesus came to them, the rejected Lord. And he says, because you saw me and all my miracles, now your state is worse than have you not have heard the gospel from me. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, I'll read this from Luke. It's the same kind of thing. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. He saith, I'll return unto my house whence I came out. And, the, and when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. The, uh, then goeth he and taketh to him, to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in. So you, you get the process here. That's what demons seek to do. They are looking for someone to terrorize. They do it through the LGBT movement. They're of the devil through some crazy politician, uh, through some environmentalist. It's 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 there. Anything to oppose the Lord, they will uh, speak that type of doctrine. Stay away from devils. They will always cause misery. That's why we must be saved. Just like the maniac in Luke chapter eight. I don't have time to go there. Uh, how the devil torments his victims. Devils are looking for a person to inhabit. Either get saved and indwelled by the Holy Ghost. Or, or refuse salvation and get possessed by a devil. And not even say possessed. I believe that God protects um, uh, some unsaved people uh, from, from that. But the, the, the thought of is a person that's constantly rejected and he has no form of protection from the Lord. Man, uh, God, only God knows what can happen to him. Um, yeah, in 2023, the influence of the, of the devil is becoming more apparent. How, how, you see, why you say that? Man, I've given a gospel track to 10-year-old kids younger than that. They'll rip the track up and throw it away. Where's that coming from? Okay. Uh, and Corinthians 3.16, I, I, in this passage of scripture that I read before in Matthew 12, it says, return unto my house. They want to inhabit an individual. The Lord wants to inhabit us forever. And that only happens when a person believes in Jesus Christ and acts to be saved. Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Look at this verse, Corinthians 3, 16. Know ye not that you are the temple of God uh, and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him, 
uh, him shall God destroy for the temple of God is holy, which temple are ye. Praise the Lord that most of us in this room today are indwelled by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Okay. Um, be, okay. Now, this is my last point in this because we're running out of time. Thank God. Uh, not that I'm running out of time, but thank God we're almost finished, right? Because I know, I know. Okay. Okay. I'll make it like at least five more minutes. Being away from our God causes misery. All right. So we just mentioned how the devil causes misery. Well, what about us? How do we go through some miseries in our life? There's a lot of biblical examples about it, but let's, let's concentrate on David. Being away from the Lord for the saint causes misery. Okay? That's why it's important to be at church in our Bible reading, prayer, and pr- um, praying, because in doing so, you'll be miserable. Okay? It, it just happens. And, you know, no Christian should be seeking a psychiatrist. I know one guy, he's so negative. Everything he posts is usually negative. You know what I'm talking about. It's negative, negative. He, he doesn't go to church. I doubt if he reads his Bible. And you wonder why he's seeking a psychiatrist, okay? Uh, after David took another man's wife in 2 Samuel 11, he remained in a state of misery due to being away from the Lord. Psalms 20, uh, 32, 3 says, he describes his misery. When I kept silence, that's David in a backslidden state. He was trying to cover this thing up he did with Bathsheba for a whole year. My bones wax old through the roaring all the day long. For day and night, thine hand was heavy upon me. If you're saved, the Lord's heavy hand will be upon your life. I'm quite sure you guys can give a testimony about that in here and, and bless us with that testimony. But when you're in a backslidden state, you're not going to enjoy it. This is chastisement. <clears throat> My moisture was, is turned into the drought of summer. Selah. You mean, Selah means think about it. According to Bible scholars, this is, I don't know if you guys know Dr. Kirk DeVitro. Uh, according to Bible scholars and Dr. Kirk DeVitro, uh, David was in a backslidden state from the Lord. That means he wasn't going to the temple. He wasn't talking to God for about a year. All right. David was inspired. Inspired means God breathed to describe his misery in Psalm 32. Just read some of that in Psalm 38. <clears throat> it wasn't only, It wasn't until David acknowledged his sin. When you, when you confess your sins, the Lord forgives you. And that's what he did in 2 Samuel 12, 13. Uh, and uh, it says, and David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. He admitted it. So the Lord forgave him. And Nathan said unto David, the Lord also put, hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. What will happen to David had he not repented? He would have died. Okay. Uh, Psalm 51, 3. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. It, it, you know, God forbid we're, we're going through this. But if we're miserable and we're in sin, we need to acknowledge that sin before the Lord. Lord. I'm sorry. I sinned. I messed up. Acknowledge it and get it right or suffer the consequences. Uh, the first stage is chastisement. It's feeling bad for your sin. That's what happened to him. If had he not repented, it's death. That will always happen in the life of a believer. You know, you, you, you beg the question when we hear young men and women that don't want to listen, they want to hang out the nightclubs and hang out places where they shouldn't be. And we wonder why they end up dying. Who knows? It, it could be a form of chastisement. We don't know. Uh, the bird, the, uh, when, when David uh, admitted his sin, the burden of his sin was lifted and his relationship with God restored. Do we have sin in our life? The Bible says in, in uh, Isaiah 59 too, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have I hid his face from you uh, that he will not hear. Being close to God will always bring joy. I'm almost done. Psalm 32, 1, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. 
So I'm, I'm done now. But what's the application to all of this? I just mentioned how devils out there seeking to destroy, influence our children, um, how we should be close to the Lord. The application, I want you to remember this in 1 John 4, 4. Don't be afraid of the, these types of entities. Ye are of God, little children, if you're saved, right? And have overcome them. Because greater is he. This is one of my dad's favorite verses that he tells me. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who's that? That's Satan. Guys, as long as we keep close to the Lord, the Lord will not have these entities, these demonic entities mess with us. We might have to fight them, but the Lord will be with us. John 16, 3. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the, in the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I hope that was a blessing to all of us, Lord. Thank you for showing us that stuff. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.